to record. All right. Let's do it again. All right. We can do it now. Okay. I love the energy we're bringing. I'm hyped up now. Whew. Okay. <laughs> hey, welcome to the Ring of Fire. I'm... <laughs> Hey guys, welcome to the Ring of Fire. I'm Emmy the Birth Wizard. And I'm Alex Bye. And we um, are Ring of Fire where we talk about tough topics and make you breathe through it and realize that there's growth ahead. Yay! Yay. <laughs> so uh, this week is What's the Scope of a Doula? Which I'm so excited about because... I love this topic, and I bring it up all the time. Do you? Yeah, yes. I know you do. I don't know why I, I said do you. <laughs> well, maybe other people don't know. I bring it up all the time because I think it's a really important conversation to have, right? Because there are things that I see other doulas do that I'm like, oh, is that the scope of a doula? And then there's things that doulas don't do that I do that I believe are the – like. I feel like every single person has a different idea of what a doula is, and even clients have a different view of what the scope of a doula is. So I love that we're talking about this. Yes. Ditto. Um, I think it's interesting that off of each training that you might get, you'll get a different scope yeah. conversation. Yeah. That one I'm, I'm very interested in, and I think that can inform people's, like, understanding or even if they had their own doula and what their doula did th with them versus yeah. not and I think it goes into like what something we've talked about many times before <laughs> which is like this is truly work born out of ancestral knowledge and yeah. passing along so it makes sense that each person would have a different idea of what that scope is and like where do we sit and what yeah. should we be doing and so I I'm I'm excited to talk about this but first, guys, we have our first sponsor. Oh my gosh, I'm so excited. You guys want to know who the sponsor is? It's me. Uh, <laughs> I'm the sponsor because I believe in this project so much. Um, but the sponsorship is for my upcoming VBAC Wizard training, which is happening March 26th. It's a four-hour... It's a five-hour class with an hour lunch. So a four-hour class, but it's a five-hour class. Um where we discuss everything from the stats to comfort measures to like how to support someone mentally, how you should set up your prenatals and like those moments of like, oh boy, we plan a VBAC and it's turning into a CBAC. What do I do now? Yeah. And then the very important part of how do we take care of ourselves as VBAC doulas? Because that was a huge portion that was missing out of all of my trainings. Yeah. Because no one warned you really of those high highs and those low lows and yeah. how to deal with that. So that training's coming up March 26th. Go ahead and uh, head to my website to sign up. And if you want a sponsor, like to sponsor <laughs> an episode or have an ad space, go ahead and reach out to us either in DMs yes. or via our email, please. Email. Yeah. Uh, Alex yeah. is still looking at those emails. I like, know. Still haven't got an email. Emails <laughs> us. <laughs> But it's rateoffirepodcast.gmail.com. Um, feel free to email us. Uh, we can set up a, an agreement over ads and how many mm -hmm. and, like, what that looks like to us when we had the conversation about ads and, like, how to do this, where we monetize this podcast, where yeah. it's accessible for people who are in our field and then also for people who want to be a part of this. This was a big discussion of would we take ads from Audible? Or yeah, or what? all the stuff that may not be. The, the, the thought is, is, first of all, we can offer advertisements that can get to a very specific audience, which is who we're usually talking to, without, like, let's talk about Audible and adamandeve.com. And I mean, them. I would freaking, <laughs> Adam and Eve can call me any day. Any day, I will take an Adam and Eve. You know what I'm saying? So it's instead of just like trying to find monetize it in that way, we were thinking maybe it would be better to offer that to anybody who has businesses or products that would do well with 
this crowd with doulas and birth workers and stuff yeah and that means either if you're selling to a parent or you're selling to the birth workers themselves so come on also i did take um Emmy's VBAC wizard class. You did. And now I'm a VBAC wizard. You are a VBAC wizard. In my wizard. Instagram bio and everything. Yeah, I love that. Um, it was great. I have two birth wizards that have it in their profile. Yeah. And now I have you as the VBAC wizard in, in your profile. I'll bother the other one soon enough to be like, you could put that in your bio. Yeah, well, I had to ask permission. I was like, is, is this okay? That yeah, I can call no, that's, a, that's a You guys earn that title uh, by being a part of that training. The other things that come along with that class are you're given a seal, so it's emailed to you, so that way you can put it on your website because it's education that you did. The other things are I have a private Facebook group, so that way you are able to get a hold of me after the training because maybe you didn't have a VBAC client before, but now you do, and you have questions now that you've taken the training. You're like, "Ah." oh, wait, now I have to put this into practice. (laughs) Um, But also so you build that community with others who are working with clients like yours. Yeah. Because I find that's the most important space. Um, And then the other part is I have resource lists on there and I make sure that you guys are truly supported because it was the stuff I needed and nobody was sharing. No one was sharing. Yeah. No one was sharing. No one was sharing. No sharing and caring. So um, yeah, come and join us uh, March 26th. There is a coupon code floating around there just for our uh, Ring of Fire podcast listeners. Or what would, what did we go with? They were Firestarters. Fire I, I almost called you flamers. flamers. But that's us. We decided us. if we're going to use something that could be even remotely derogatory, we're going to use it to it ourselves. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but um, yeah, so uh, for our Firestarters, there is a coupon code just for my Firestarters. So go ahead and grab that. super excited uh to segue back into scope and how do you feel that you just did an advertisement i feel weird i I feel so weird that it's my own (laughs) i've actually actually (laughs) done so many ad reads for other companies and other stuff so i'm used to the like hey how's it going (laughs) when it's yours it's so weird when it's my own um I mean, guys, I'm just a small town girl. I'm not a small town girl. <laughs> You're like the opposite of a small town girl. You've lived like all over the world. I'm just a, a little thing that just like is making her way through life. Um, <laughs> I heard the twang at the end. I'm in a weird mood, guys. That's okay. This is exactly what I needed before we had this conversation. <laughs> Perfect. Perfect. <laughs> I think we should start with what we thought our scopes were before we became doulas. Love it. Or entering training. Yes. Or even in our early times of being doulas. Okay. Versus what we think now. And like maybe if there was like a, a catalyst or like a or a shift that happened. Okay. Um I think I thought the scope of a doula with my once I looked into it and I looked into it, I was like, I viewed it as a bodyguard. A bodyguard. <laughs> yes. Like someone there to like protect this person. Like that was my initial. So, like, Kevin Costner and Whitney Houston. I, I know you're talking about a movie. I've never seen it. So <laughs> I know there's a reference there that I'm not understanding. It's just Black History Month. You don't have to know that movie. I don't have to know. Houston movie. I'm sorry. Oh, I'm so sorry. Um, Watch somebody in the comments is like, that was not bodyguard. It was bodyguard. Anyway. Well, that's what, so that is what I assumed. I, and that was very preliminary, like looking into what does a doula do and blah, blah, blah. And it really was like some of the first things I saw was, was about obstetrical violence and things like that. And like the maternal mortality rate. And so it did seem like, oh, people do need bodyguards. I'm there for it, right? Which I kind of have the energy for that. Right. And I would say that, like, once I took my training, then it kind of shifted into, like, can I be an advocate? Mm. Should, like, it almost took a little bit of that, like, fire away. Softened. Yeah, it softened it a little bit because then it turned into, like, oh, can I help people? I can't advocate for people. Okay, how do, 
how does the advocacy portion work then? So it was very like, that's where I left being confused with like, okay, I have the informational support. I got the emotional support. That I feel is very like almost in you as a person, right? And then it was like, so then what do I do? Yeah, <laughs> right? Yeah. And especially my training was through a birth center. And so it was very much through the lens of that and not so much through the lens of the hospital, right? right. So my doula training, I think, didn't really talk about what you do in the hospital or what you may come up against in the hospital or any of that kind of stuff. So I don't think there was an emphasis on advocacy in that training. So now, um, I want to hear my, my beginning Yeah, and then we can talk about now. Um, when I first got introduced to doulas, um, I thought the <coughs> scope was um, nothing medical, yeah. um, and that it was all comfort measures, and that's why I was down. Because originally I was choosing between three things. I was choosing between being an IDCLC, a personal organizer, which is hilarious. Yeah. Guys, it's really fucking funny. Yeah. Like, if you're not laughing right now, I'm really sad. I'm laughing on the inside. <laughs> right. And then the third thing, being a doula. And when I looked at those three things, I was like, this one will allow me to, like, be able to, like, do my, my, my gig, my, like, fun thing, and then go home, and everything's cool. It's um, <laughs> not what happened at all. It is not. And it's also, like... <laughs> so funny to me that I thought that way because of like how I am now. Yeah. Um, and honestly, that's what got presented during my doula training a lot yeah. was you're not here to be an advocate. Like you're here to get along with the hospital system. You're here to make sure that like birthers are comfortable. Like yeah. your job is like to show up and like I can't tell you how many times I heard the like definition of doula being like a servant. Yeah. Like, so I was like, this is great. I can hand the babies at home yeah. and do the thing. Yeah. So, yeah, that's what I thought my scope was, was to show up and do hip squeezes, carry essential oils, and, like, be like, go team. Yeah. I have a side note, and then I'll ask you about mm -hmm. how you feel now. So my side note was I was having a conversation with somebody about how I would wanted to be a teacher. And when I was in school, I decided to drop out because I didn't want to work against – I didn't want to spend my career working against a, fighting against a system. And I said that to somebody <laughs> the other day, and I said, oops, <laughs> I guess I did it anyway. Same, same, literally same, same. I literally, the first reason I, my original degree for college was special education. Yeah. Um, and I got about a year in and realized it was not going to be what I wanted it to be. I thought That's it was going to be there to inspire kids and, like, um, do what a lot of my teachers did for me. But context, I grew up in international schools where you pay about 20 grand a semester to go there. So yeah. they weren't fighting against the system, which is what that education was sh setting me up for, was, like, yeah. how much you have to fight and how much, like, advocacy work was in special education in particular yeah. and how we had to be aware of that and I was like I don't want it no tanks isn't that so funny and then you fall into it I think I, I don't even think I fell into this I think and this goes along with the story I think I've always been attracted to advocacy work I think yeah. I've always been attracted to that like stick up for the little guy yeah. like thing and I think what's gone on over time is the, because I've talked about it, and we've talked about it, of imposter syndrome of, like, but I'm not a big guy. Yeah. So how can I stick up for the little guy? Might as well put myself into a smaller role. Yeah. That way, you just Which don't Which is even why you were cool fight. with, like, what it was. Yeah. yeah that way yeah. I don't even have to fight. I don't have to pull out guns or nothing. Like, <laughs> uh, I can just... I, I definitely viewed myself as the big guy in that situation right um but i just was like oh that'll be too hard let's find something easier it's funny it's really funny and now we're here yeah but so then that would be my question is how do you view how has that changed now a hundred percent different yeah i mean i i think just off of my description alone if you guys look at like anything i interact with out there you'll be like that's definitely not how emmy's 
acting. Yeah. Um, and it was my very first birth that changed it all. Yeah. That that was really it. Um, I saw obstetric violence. I saw um, an individual scared out of their mind. I saw someone who needed a voice in the room. Yeah. And there was no one else stepping up. And I realized it was me. Yeah. And although it was to to an effect, and I've, I've spoken very openly about this, that it was traumatic, not only for me, but for that mother. Yeah. But fuck, man, like, like two days after, I was like, I fucking did that. Like, yeah. I stood up to this individual, and I was able to, like, do the thing and also confront a lot of my own trauma. Yeah. And, like fight a bit of the system to the point where the provider looked at me at one point and goes what do you think yeah and that was that like oh i do have a voice in this room i don't have to fight for it it's already seen yeah and i can protect people and i can like give them a better journey yeah let's go then like let's go let's like do the thing so that's that's really what changed it yeah was that first kickoff and realizing i wasn't there for comfort measures yeah yeah and especially in the hospital setting, there are other comfort measures available to them, yes. you know, and that's what's so interesting when we talk, like, when we talk with Lindsay about, like, the people who, like, do home births and birth center births, they're like, oh, I don't need a doula. I'm like, you need the comfort measure kind, probably, <laughs> but we also talked about how advocacy is needed at home and birth centers as well, but... And, and I definitely believe that, but it's very interesting because that is kind of how people view it. frame doulas. <laughs> um, just as a reminder, guys, that was a prior episode. Our first official guest, uh, Lindsay King. So go ahead and check out that episode if you haven't yes, already. Yes, it was a great conversation. On Apple Picus, Spotify. I'm being a good ad host right now. You are. On um, <laughs> all the platforms. But... Make sure you check it out because she did say the significant thing that you still need advocacy in home birth, birth centers, any place where a birth is going on, yes. right? Yeah. Um, but I, I think it's important to highlight it of, I, f- I feel that the ones who are being told that they are not advocates are attending trainings with the, the vision or the... The, uh, we'll use the word vision. Yeah. Um, perspective. Perspective is the word of a white doula. Yeah. Attending white births. Yeah. In spaces where it's all white people. Yeah. And yeah, obviously, obstetric violence happens against white individuals. Obviously. Yeah. That the b- birth I went to, the very first one that I'm talking about, was a white individual. However, that person was also fat and disabled. And so many other things under that spectrum, but she still needed that advocacy. However, the training that I was given was centered around, that won't happen, you're fine. Yeah. You're fine. Like, you're fine. So I think that is really important. And that's what's interesting is because I didn't see where they're like, yeah, it'll be fine. I saw that they were like, hospital, scary place, maternal mortality, obstetric violence. You're not an advocate, though. Nothing you can do about it, right? Like, really, like, th- I saw all these, like, feuding That's conversations where they're like, yes, you should be scared. Yes, there is, like, obstetric violence happening. Yes, people are dying, right? At, at rates that they shouldn't be. Here's how you do a hip squeeze. <laughs> you know what I find interesting <laughs> about that? Because I've... Only attend out-of-hospital births. Sorry, you, continue. No, you're good. You... You attended uh, a doula training with a birth center. So mm-hmm. it makes sense that the narrative is that. Yeah. The birth center was constructed to combat that while yeah. not also interacting with it or having to actually, like, fight it. Right? Yes. And the same with home birth. It's separating Correct. itself from that Correct. system in a lot of ways. I have been very open over my first training was through Dona. Yeah. Dona's mission is to get doulas into hospitals. Yeah. So they were... They were talking to us about the most important place for a doula to be yeah. is in a hospital. But everything else, like, yeah. Yeah. They'll be fine. They, they made it out of the hospital. <laughs> why are you telling me not to be an advocate? Yeah. <laughs> like, why are you yeah. telling me that I should not be, like, prepared? Also, why are you not telling me if I do see something, how to report it or say something? Yes. Like, 
beyond like sorry that happened to you champ like yeah like we 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 were there together experienced the trauma with you oh right yeah well and that's where and that's where i wonder and that's why i think this is such a good conversation because we talk i hear so many doulas ask about that and talk about like should i be an advocate how do i be an advocate right like question after question right Yes. Because they don't know what to do or how to do it. They don't know how to advocate. But I do feel like those organizations that are training people to not advocate are because they don't want doulas to get kicked out of the hospitals. No. Because that's what I hear doulas say. No. If I advocate too hard, I'll get no, kicked out. No, no, no. I think that is um, that is a scapegoat of mm-hmm. an argument. Because... Truly, the hospitals have no say of taking you out unless you stop a major medical event happening. Yeah. Essentially, you step in front of a provider and you're like, no, don't don't save her from bleeding out, right? Yeah. Like, you would have to do something to that effect, yeah. right? To, to be removed off the premises or kicked out or whatever yeah. it may be. But I'm, I'm saying... Because they're not kicking out mother-in-laws. Right. right? <laughs> they're not kicking out partners, like, all every left and right, right? You know? Yeah. It's a it's a scapegoat of an argument. The reason they tell you not to be an advocate is so you don't mess with the system. Like, I will say it one more time because it was fast. Yes. The reason they're telling you not to be an advocate is because you're messing with their money. What do you mean by that? Because they're pushing nurses through these programs. They're pushing um, the most significant people that were in line were um, uh, social services workers who were working with like teens yeah um so their scope is not for a doula truly they're doing a doula training yeah but really what they're doing is a comfort measures class and like birth physiologically but it is not a doula training so that way they can like sell it to not just people who are like i want to be a doula they can expand the number of people they sell to yeah yeah um yeah because the 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 people who were attending were outreach individuals to high-risk groups, yeah. as in, like, teens. Yeah. Um, and then the other group were, were nurses. We had a ton of nurses in there. That's interesting. And that's a great way to sell it to a nurse. Yeah. Of, like, I'm going to give you all this extra education, but, honey, you're not the problem. You don't need to advocate. Like, uh, you're why great. Would, they, they wouldn't teach them to advocate against themselves no. and their other nurses no. and their doctors and the whole No, because your system is taking care of people. Yeah. Yeah. Oof. That's, that's, that's <laughs> my personal take on it. No, and I, I, I'm totally, I totally understand where you're coming from with that. At least with Dota. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. At least with Dota. And we can see it after the legislation that they've, like, been kind of hanging helping. around yeah. with. Um, we can see it off of, like, the stuff that's put out there. We can see it off of the fact that they still promote MMA. Like, yeah. We, we can see it in their, their values. And, like, yeah. yeah, should I be, like, you know, they came up in the 60s. Like, it was a different time. Yeah, fuck off. Um, <laughs> it's not the 60s anymore. Right, <laughs> you true. can still adapt and change and grow your organization as time goes on, and that right. goes with any organization. You know, like you not can't come ta- faxes anymore. Yeah, like, <laughs> like everything could be digitized. Yeah. Side note: everybody should be digitizing everything by now. Yeah. If you're gonna make me fax something, I probably won't do it. <laughs> you're killing a train, man, for something that I can make into an email. Yes, easily. Uh, yeah, uh, and it will be more uh, secure than me faxing. Um, my husband had a client that was nervous about paying an invoice online, so he mailed him a check instead. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> okay. I won't get All off right, on that side. Sorry. <laughs> Total offshoot. But it's the my, the funniest thing ever. The babe just made a really good point. Essentially what she stated was that she wishes that these trainings didn't put the blame on the birther for not knowing these these things, yes. not interacting with the system correctly, not like doing XYZ to get the best birth. Yes. And that they're the ones in control, so they're the ones responsible. And what they were saying was, you know, I would 100% love for that person to be in control, yeah. but they're not. 
and that's a privilege. Oh, thing. that hits the nail on the head. Oh my gosh. Hey guys, just like a preview for later. She might be like a special guest. And I, but like, I can't wait to dive into that either, comment yes, yeah. with you because, like, fuck yes. 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 All yeah. of that. Um, yeah. and, th- and that's where I feel like a lot of this comes from is people go to hospitals because that's where they feel safe, that's where they feel they're going to be cared for. They don't think that they have to think about anything else. But even to hire a doula, they have to have some knowledge that maybe it's not the safest place or maybe they're not going to get all of the help they need. Yeah. Right? And so that's the question that I always come to. What do you hire a doula for? Like, as Mm. a client, right, and I'm looking for a doula, what am I hiring a doula for? You know? And that's where I feel like... Is it, if it's not for advocacy, if it's not for education, right, and it's just for comfort measures, right, you, you could look that up online. That information's everywhere, right? I think the greater question to me is this. Like, the people who will message me and be like, hey, I, I saw you're a doula. How much, is, how much are you? And yeah. then after they're like, but just for birth. Yeah. Okay. My job's so much beyond just birth. Yeah. I, I would love to quote you that, my friend, because you're probably asking that for a reason. Yeah. Like, it's probably due to cost, like, analysis, and you're like, uh, rent or doula, yeah. right? Um, harm or not, right? And that's yeah. really what it's coming down to. But th- at the same point, like, I think truly and i've said it in prior podcasts i feel like we're on this like tipping point with doulas mm-hmm. where um we are going to be seen probably in the next five to ten years as true like advocates and like really scraping against the system you think so? i really think yeah. so because i feel like we're right here i'm glad you think so because i feel like it's the opposite <laughs> oh, i'm glad I feel, I feel like more people are hiring doulas because we've talked about this it's like the trendy thing to do Mm -hmm. and right and they still have no idea about what the doula is there for or the importance of it or what they could do and then even if they hire a doula are they standing the chance of hiring someone who cannot and will not advocate for them because they haven't been given the tools they haven't been taught like here is how to advocate people for people they've decided to step back from that and focus on spinning babies positions and right birth plans or whatever even that's some level of advocacy right but like it's just so i get so worked up by this because i hear i see in the board in the facebook boards and people talking about these births and i'm like but you didn't say what you should have said right right or you'll hear them say i wish i should have i thought maybe i should have said something should I have said something? Yes, you should have said something, right? right? If you're asking yourself that question, the answer is probably yes. yes. And it's not to shame people, right? Because it's not that I'm saying everybody should do this perfect every time. It's yeah. just, is that your philosophy to advocate for people or is it not, right? And if you're a client and you don't really know the difference and you have the idea of what a scope of a doula is, is going to advocate for you and you accidentally hire someone who's not, Yeah. Like, what happens in that situation? So, and I've always loved your passion, and I know that I always, like, I know that we sit on two different ends of the, like, spectrum of, like, thinking on this, but I I sit on the other side. We are two doulas literally doing a podcast about setting people on fire, about advocacy work, who were both taught we weren't fucking advocates. Yeah. So that's why I, like, reject everything you just said, and I'm just waiting for people to, like, slowly get this, like, seed in their brain. Yeah. And sometimes it's just one birth, and sometimes it's doing the work for years, and they they figure it out. Yeah. And they figure it out fast, and it's because of the things they're interacting with, they can't close their eyes to it. Gotcha. And that's you think they figure it out or quit, essentially. Like, they figure it out how to advocate or they, like... Or they quit. 
and I'll choose to believe there, there's, this, <laughs> there's the ones that quit to just doing home births because I've yeah. seen that type of quitting where they're like it was too hard to be in there and yeah. I, I couldn't do it but I've seen that yeah but don't forget that you're still an advocate at a home birth level you should yeah. still be thinking like is this home birth midwife really giving this chick like the option to get kept around 37 weeks are we? Is that we, ethical? Is that okay? Right. right? And and I I've seen and I've up? seen and I've seen that and that right. was my eye opener of like, oh, it's not just always safe, right? I have right. seen where I'm like, oh, that was not informed consent. Right. right. <laughs> yeah. Oops. Oops. Weird. We forgot some words. <laughs> we did have an inflection up at the end of that statement, so it was not a question mark. Um, yeah, but I I think that's a part of it though. Is like I do think maybe the intensity of advocacy at the hospital people will be spun out quick if they're not able to do it yeah and don't have that work like that that uh big guy attitude as we put it yeah. earlier however i don't think everyone's supposed to have that yeah. and i don't think every doula needs to have that mm-hmm. i don't think everyone needs to go in with leather jackets ready to like uh do I ragnarok yeah, yeah. you know but I do think you do it on many different levels. Every time you can get information to people, that's a bit of advocacy work. Well, and and that's what I feel is like, I feel like I obviously like that is some of the energy that I have, right? Same. But, but I do agree that education is advocacy, that teaching people skills on how to speak up for themselves or ask questions or even do like freaking like brain, right? Yes asking for time like all of that stuff is advocacy it doesn't look like yelling at a provider right i've never yelled at a provider or a nurse right but i still have advocated for people right even birth plans that's a form of advocacy they're walking in with some concept of what is going to happen the choices that they get to make right and that's where i feel like the issue that I see is I do feel like a lot of doulas focus on the birth, right? They don't focus on prenatals or postpartum or things like that. Because the birth right? is where magic happens. Yeah. But I feel that that's not where, like, I feel like we're needed so much as a whole. Yes. Right? I and I you. really feel like that's where that community support can be, like, improved. Yes. Right? And that's where I feel frustrated the most when people are talking about doula work and they think it's just like cute and fun and like I get to be at births and da 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 da, right? My issue comes and the, my fire comes from people are dying. They are. Right? And people who are not white are dying at astronomical rates. Yeah. Right? Advocacy is needed, yes. it's necessary. Yes. So when we talk about it, like it's just like, ha 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 beautiful pictures and you know that kind of thing and like getting them into the right position and da 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 right like that's where I feel like I feel like some people are missing that link you know what I'm saying I agree with you I also feel that a lot of times what's missing too is the fact that we're not medical providers because I can't tell you how many times I've come across doulas I mean there was that one that uh, broke almost a year ago now with the one really famous chick off of TikTok where her doula was like, don't go into the hospital even though her water <laughs> broken. Oh, and like, yes, I remember We're that. not medical providers, y'all. Yeah. And I swear to God, I, I will knock you guys up the head every time I hear <laughs> like medical shit come out of your mouth. Yeah. There's a difference between being like, this is what an MST is versus like, don't get an MST. Yeah. Because uh, this, this, and that. Right, like, and you do see that a lot. Oh yeah, but I bet the thing is, I do see that from people who are not doulas as well, who oh. just like are have birth related pages, which oh, yeah, I find yeah. very interesting too. Oh, <laughs> yeah. you have like half a million followers, and you're just spreading what, like, <laughs> like just barfing <laughs> bad information. Look, do I think I could be improved as a whole? Yeah, I can't. Yeah. But, um, yeah, the I have a much bigger issue, though, with the medical advice that's given out by doulas and making sure we stick in our lane for that one. Because to your yeah. point of people dying, yeah. people 
die from that stuff. Like yeah. beings die yeah. from that stuff. And I'm talking anything from like vaccine related to yeah. like the silly example I gave of like an ultrasound past 20 weeks. Yeah. Right? Like you can give the studies, you could give the like, hey, here's information. Yeah. You disseminate from there, friend, because yeah. like I don't have a fucking medical degree. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And if I did have a medical degree, I still wouldn't give it out because even doctors will still do the like, here's that information. What do you think? At least good ones. I've never met a doctor that's done that. I'm uh, sorry. A good doctor will do that with you. I believe you. A I believe doctor. of this fairy tale of like <laughs> a doctor who like gives you information and lets you make a um, decision. There's that. Uh, but good doctors will do I agree. that with you. I agree, yeah. They, they will let you know of, like, these are decisions. And you'll see it in, like, end-of-life care a lot of times. Mm-hmm. And, like, do you want to continue the morphine or not? These are the differences that happen. Yeah. And walking the family through it. Like, those are things that providers do, but they have the education to, to do so. Yes. To do yeah. so. And I totally agree that that is outside of our scope. And it's outside of our scope to even push decisions on people. Even if you would, even if you know it's the right decision, you can't say you need to do this. Yeah. Right? You need to do the NST. You need to not do the NST. Whatever, they, whatever it is, you can't push that. So I'll give an example from my own life where I, I almost overstepped. Mm-hmm. I had a client who at... 41 weeks on the day out of nowhere woke up that morning super high blood pressure yeah couldn't couldn't bring it back down she asked me should i go into the hospital i was like yeah yeah you gotta go right yeah um and she was attempting a VBAC, and i was like here i gave her a phone call of like have your backpack for 41 weeks you know the hospital you're going to yeah they're either going to prep you for a, a median cesarean because you have high blood pressure, or they're going to talk to you about induction. Yeah. Either way, you're staying there. Either way, <laughs> you're staying. Yeah. You're staying. So have your bags packed. When they arrived, she told me, provider doesn't want to do an induction, and gave a bullshit reason. We all, we all knew it was a bullshit reason. It was uh, essentially like, it makes it higher for you to have a uterine rupture, which is like, was a bullshit reason. Oh. And I immediately question back with are you sure you don't want to attempt an induction yeah like someone can give you a reason a provider could recommend something but it's up to you yeah and that was me encroaching on that line because the client had already told me no i'm ready for my cesarean i'm ready to meet my baby and i was the one like that medical advice is bullshit can we talk about this for a minute when that was not my place in that moment so i'll usually say would you like any more information about this? Yeah. <laughs> That's the way I try to put it. Like, I'm not trying to come from a biased, like, spot. But I am, like, there is more information available if you want it. Yeah. <laughs> I, and that was one of those where it was pretty gray how I, how I worded it and yeah. that kind of thing. So, hey, I've, I've been there of, like, the frustration or the, like, fuck, I told you not to be with this provider. I told you not yeah. to go to that all the things I told like and now we're here and now you're not listening to the education I've been giving you all of these weeks because you heard one word and it's all and it was something you were scared of yeah it's all crumbling well and so then I think that leads to a really good conversation about what do clients think our scope is and how that affects the way I think our clients think we do fuck all (laughs) at this point like I'm so burned out y'all like I'm just kind of like So here's the thing, like you'll have the clients who are like, oh my God, you're like the most knowledgeable person I've ever met and they'll follow you to the ends of the earth and all of that. Or you have the ones who forget to call, call you when they go into labor yes. and then like, <laughs> when they do call, they're like six centimeters after getting a epidural and then you arrive and you like try and like do the things to help them out and yeah. and then after that they're they're already having conversations with their providers about like doing other stuff when you went out to lunch and like yeah. then you're showing up finding up stuff and then a baby happens and you're like see you guys in two days and yeah. then they're like cool they don't call you during those two days you call them and they're like so <laughs> i gave up breastfeeding and you're like yeah. well 
like, I'm so glad you're making decisions. I could have I helped. I, I could have yeah, it. It's cool. <laughs> just keep your money. <laughs> yeah. For yeah. me to do fuck all for you. Yeah. Like, so you'll have the two ends. And unfortunately, recently I've run into a very other end. Yeah. Obviously, I'm a little bitter at the moment. <laughs> but I think it's it's the truth. I mean, it's a, a vacation. <laughs> <laughs> um, I just, I, I think... I need some people who are kind of in that middle place because yeah. I don't believe that I know it all. Yeah. And I don't believe that I'm the person who should make the call about Uber. Mm. However, I am a part of this team. Yeah. And you, you don't be treated like you're on the Right. Team. You yeah. still signal the, the shortstop that you're going to throw to second. Yeah, so that way, oh, it's a baseball <laughs> reference. Uh, you still Head te- empty. <laughs> Sports. What? All left. <laughs> I really left wide open for a lesbian joke right there. You totally just. Um, uh, you still let your buddy know, like, who's a part of the team, what's going on, so yeah. that way they're still communicating the process. Yeah. Well, and that's what I always wonder is why did you pay for a doula? As, from a client perspective, you paid for a doula to not call them, mm-hmm. to not lean on them, right? Because I have had clients where I'm like, Hi. Hello. How you doing? What's going on? Everything okay, right? Yeah. Like, I have to, like, yeah. quadruple text you, yeah. right? <laughs> we don't want to be best friends. We don't got to wear matching bracelets or Yeah, anything. exactly. But you did pay me, right? You hired support. Like, can I, can I be supportive? You know? <laughs> so I found you know? there's two reasons that ends up happening with that that type of client there's the client who had no idea of what we did prior and then throughout the process they're learning it and that's why it's kind of a struggle bus because they're like i think now i was supposed to call you now i got an epidural so i thought i kind of give the spiel in my consults yeah me too. this is what i'm for right and this is when you for can sure. reach out to but me these are individuals <laughs> where you have to remind them at the consult you got to remind them with every text you got to remind them at the prenatal and yeah. then like morning of their birth like <laughs> like it's because it's a completely new service to them yeah um and they probably hired you because their friend said oh my god get a doula yeah the second type i find are the ones who have never experienced support yeah um they're individuals who are highly independent almost to a point where you're like Ooh, that's yeah. toxic um and individuals where at least mine are working really hard, like high-ranking jobs where they yeah. took until the very last minute to do that like maternity leave, and yeah. they literally just don't have time or brain em- energy to think like someone would hold them. Like someone is there to support them if they needed it, yeah. 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 Um, and, the and that's why I feel like I don't know if clients know what our role is and what our scope is. And I, I think that's maybe why I get frustrated when I see, and again, I feel that everybody can decide what their scope is as a doula. I don't yeah. want to make it sound like, oh, there's only one way, mm-hmm. but I do feel, I see such a wide variance. Yeah. And when we see that, then I'm seeing clients who don't understand yeah. what, a, what a doula is for or what a doula can do, all right? Because I've had the clients where you don't text me back after, for your postpartum visit. Right, and then I'm texting you, checking on you. You won't send me a postpartum visit. And then it's like, yeah, everything went to shit. We've been, you know, at the doctor's office like every week, and we couldn't breastfeed. And like, you're right, it's all these things. And I'm like, I I could have helped at least support in that situation. So that's where I think it's interesting that you said that maybe people just don't know how to accept support, and maybe that's what I'm seeing instead. I think so. You know? And I think it's much easier to go to a provider's office and be like, fix it. Yeah. Than to actually sit in that moment of like, I have no fucking clue what I'm doing. Yeah. And I wish somebody would just tell me that's okay. Yeah. Um, Well, and that's my thing is like, I'm like, obviously I'm not a medical writer. I can't fix these problems, but you could have someone supportive there. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Um, cause I had a client once who was looking at like, uh, like a very premature birth mm-hmm. and they were like, well, I just don't know if we should keep you. Right. Because I only hired you to help me 
like have an unmedicated yeah. birth. Mm. And I was like, mm. there has been a misunderstanding of what I'm here for. Right. Right. And so that was like a conversation I had to have with them. Um, another thing that I see to your point of like services and like scope varying, um, there's been times where people have hired me over different doors or um, someone else has been hired over me kind of yeah. thing. And I do wonder if those differences of ideas of what we should provide versus like our scope comes yeah. into play a lot, right? Yeah. So the person who hears from, I don't know, one doula being like, I do three prenatal visits versus yeah. me who's like, I do one, but my one is four hours Yeah. versus her or his or theirs. Yeah. Like half hour for yeah. three of them. So there's a, there's a difference of what we're covering and what we're saying to you and yeah. how we're going to support. And what we view our scope is and if that aligns with people, which right. I, yeah, I could see that. Yeah, I, I already feel less fired up about it to think about it <laughs> now that we've talked it through. But I'm, I'm, like, I'm, but I'm like, okay, I, I understand um, the advocacy thing does still get to me because 100%. I do feel I think that like stay with us forever. Yes, right? because I do feel like there is something happening. We should be having those conversations. We shouldn't be like, yeah, the hospital's great. I'm a hospital doula and I'm in the hospital all the time and blah blah blah. We're just gonna go with whatever the system goes because again, in that situation, they could have saved twelve hundred dollars, right? And yeah. let the nurse do what the, what she was gonna what they were gonna do, right? Yeah. So that that's where I feel <laughs> that's where I'll still get fired up. <laughs> the resistance. And I yes, completely understand yeah. that. But that I think comes from educating the public rather than a doula. Okay. And that's I think why I'm I'm so excited over yeah. where we are in this like doula community as yeah. I see it grow and prosper. Because Stephen and like I've been essentially watching the communities for four years. Yeah. Like in and out of like birthy kind of things for the last yeah. four years. And like seeing the difference between four years ago to now is a huge jump. Okay. It's a huge jump. And then I'm thinking like, oh my God, in four years, what is this going to look like? Yeah. Because I'm almost at two. So yeah. it hasn't been that long. No, I, I did things like breastfeeding help and that kind of thing before yeah. this. So like I've been around the the edges of doula work. So you've kind of seen it like grow yeah, a little bit. Yeah. The other part is like, and maybe this is from doing it to this point now, the ones who cannot advocate, the ones who don't have fire in their bellies, the ones who like get scared off easily, yeah. gone. They do dis- They do fade. Yeah. And how many of those like fucking doula trainings do we see go on constantly yeah. of like 25 people packed into the like, we're doulas now. When you never see them. Yeah. Out of my class, there's one active doula or there's me and one other active doula. That's it. I, there's not a single person that I see? train with that see? is like actively and doing it. I think there's like a couple things to that. I think yeah. part of it is like business setup and like. Advocacy. I think also the misunderstanding of the amount of effort that goes into being a doula. For sure, for sure. And like people love to be like, oh, it seems like easy money. It seems like it would be. <laughs> I'm like, <laughs> we don't do this for the money. I would love it if it was for the monies. Um. But yeah, I, I think that's like a big part of it is like we're seeing people drop out even before yeah. they've started. Um, and what I was going to say is like essentially it does make me a little sad when I see those moments because I, I almost feel like it's um, a horror scene where I'm really close with my eyes being like, which one gets hurt? Like right? when people don't become doulas yeah, or like they like who, drop out? Yeah, like yeah. which one's going to end up hurt? Like which yeah. one's going to end up traumatized because they like went to a couple births and they're like, oh shit. This is terrible. Um, yeah. Because like even low key, let's say all of your births go significantly well-ish. Yeah. Right? Still seeing someone in pain for several hours. Yeah. Still seeing someone at that kind of intensity. That's still a semi-traumatic thing to witness and be in. And we've talked about that, the right. whole haunting thing. I've right. been at births that everybody was fine, that I still felt like I carried with me for so long. Like, yeah. On, in my heart, like, oh, my God. <laughs> 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 like, okay, we, not, we're not outside of trauma of us laughing through that. trauma at all. <laughs> but I have that, that feeling, like, whew. Like, yeah. that was, like, 
a lot and you do have to process it and you know I do always kind of wonder if that's why like nurses and doctors are like excited about epidurals and things like that I think so because it does take that away however like probably the funniest thing I heard like two months into doing this work was the first person who requests an epidural is a calendula which is so funny to me because I would never in a million years not me either but I can see it happening yeah I can see how you end up tired enough where you're like hey I got a fucked up shoulder how do we feel about that epidural do you need a nap right hey do we need to rest or recover (laughs) we've been doing this for like literally 10 hours yeah um what do you say friend like we just we snuggle up with a cute needle he's a nice guy out there i'll just i'll just grab him i'll just grab him (laughs) (laughs) so so funny i can see it happening i've been at those births where like i've thought it i've never said it out loud i i'm uh, totally for bodily autonomy and yeah. doing your thing, but that's when I am pulling in other things to help us through those moments. Yeah. Then the hip squeeze, where it's like, "Hey, friend, we're not doing any more hip squeezes. You're yeah. hopping in the shower." Yeah. Like, okay, okay. Yeah. I'm gonna go take my lunch. Hey, yeah. bud, you back there? Come here. Who gets to learn how to do hip squeezes today? <laughs> no, I had one birth that was like 20 hours of hip squeezes. Yeah. Yeah. so like i think that's more my concern of like originally this conversation was about scope and i went into like my sadness for that's okay that's okay but but i I think it's i think it connects because i do think that like people's understanding of what our scope is does change how people hire us does change how many people get into this work or what people seek after they're into this work that's what i'm saying if your doula training is telling you not to advocate, you're not gonna learn tools on advocacy, right? And that's why I get frustrated is you're not you're not gonna take it upon yourself to get that extra education if you were told not to do it. Yeah. You know? I think it's interesting that you say that. So in a sense, do doulas have to advocate for tools for advocacy? Like is it a bit of like a Russian doll situation? Yeah. Because I think we have to advocate for each other. I think we have to, like, I think all of that's built in, you know? Yes. And, like, I don't know. It's just, like, I lost my train of thought. (laughs) No, but I think you're right in that. I think you're right in that. I do think if individuals who are coming into doula trainings were like, this is what I know I want my scope to be like. Mm -hmm. Hey, trainer. This is what I want to learn. And trainers like, I mean, that's not really what we cover, but you've got enough people in the class yeah. demanding it. Okay, I'll, I'll start to shift my yeah, stuff. Yeah, and, and that's how that stuff will change. Or people are seeking other places that are teaching that instead of Dona and the ones that aren't, uh, aren't, aren't speaking that as, like, such an important part of this yes. work, you know? Yeah. And that's where, like, I mean, I'll plug birthing advocacy a Do million it. times. <laughs> Over and over and over again. Like, how many times? Let's right? do it again. It's in the name. Birthing advocacy. <laughs> you think Bill's sponsoring this? Let's send them this. Holy shit, dude. Like, this one. Mind, There's Adam a couple he, other ones. We Birthing advocacy. Because <laughs> we've, we've been plugging them for free this whole time. For like two years. <laughs> but there are other, you know, other trainings as well that cover advocacy and talk about that. And maybe that's just like us to newbies being like hey what if you didn't finish with dona yeah right what if you cross certified with somebody else or you know what i'm saying even that i feel like is a way to be like the number one that i hear is like but i really want to learn in person friend i hear you what i will do for you though and like doula be doula because i already see you that way because you're seeking this work do the online course and I will book two hours of my time with you, and I will teach you the hands-on part. I bet you a lot of doulas would do that. I yeah. would do that in a heartbeat. I would, uh, you know what I'm saying? I would facilitate that, too, in a heartbeat, because if that's the one thing, right? Like, if that's the one thing that's making you go for it, you know? Like, yeah. I think we should just dump Dona in the trash, personally. 
very bold statement to make, but I'm not okay with I'm not okay with this face. <laughs> you know, I'm just I'm not okay with the the what do you usually say like the MLM yeah. Abdullahs type yeah. thing, right? Multi level marketing, not yeah. men loving men. <laughs> I mean. <laughs> We're an open crowd here. Um, <laughs> but, like, the multi-level marketing of, like, doula works. Is that just a surrogate doula pumping. What? Is, are you talking about a surrogate doula? No. And men loving men? No, um, I actually saw, um, <laughs> so out of nowhere, okay. We um, cut this part. <laughs> okay. Um, it was a TikTok of um, somebody talking about, like, their hot takes, mm. right? And one of them was, like, MLMs preying on women. And someone in the comments was like, I cannot believe you're insinuating that gay men are predatory towards women. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> if anything, women are predatory to gay men and their culture. Absolutely, absolutely. So then the response video was like, I'm talking about multi-level marketing schemes. <laughs> I love this. So I love every moment of this. So that's why I just made that little caveat because I think it's the funniest thing that like, because TikTok is like where everybody blows everything out of proportion. <laughs> it's modern. I cannot believe it. <laughs> but I but yeah, the whole multi-level marketing, like you said, we're not even just pushing through doulas or pushing through nurses and we're pushing through all these people that if, if we are pushing nurses through birthing advocacy trainings, that's what I would want to see, right? Yeah. I would want to see nurses learning about that stuff and social workers learning about the advocacy role of it, right? I don't want, I, it doesn't matter if you can do a hip squeeze. It doesn't right? matter if you know the stages of labor. Truly, it doesn't. Yes. Um, because you'll learn that rhythm with time. Yes. Um, and I think that's like such a good point that you're making of like where are they learning it from and which organizations can we start to really make sure that are getting the push that they should yes. and and we're putting Rona on this pedestal right that's what everybody knows everybody hears about it but they're not doing it well yeah. and they're not doing right by the doulas that they're training and therefore not doing it right by the clients that the doulas are serving you know, and so that's where I have an issue with that, right? If the largest organization is saying that your scope is, first of all, not letting you decide what your scope is going to be, right? And second of all, telling you your scope that doesn't include advocacy, okay. Like, yeah. Maybe we shouldn't be giving them our money. Because yeah. I know all these donor certified people are paying donor a lot of money. <laughs> I did. I was one of those people. Well, and don't you have to continue to pay? Uh, after you're certified, yeah, you have to continue to pay like a membership fee and then you're recertified every couple, couple years. And then do every, that. And then every five years you have to go <laughs> re-attend the, the certification like training. So yeah, there's a lot of money there. And like, I think it's so funny because we're talking about this and you guys heard my ad read at the beginning. Yeah. What, what a hypocrite, I mean. All this money and like you're doing. No, I don't. I don't trade. think it's no, hypocritical. No, no, no. So I'm gonna finish it this way. Okay. There's a difference though between making sure that my fellow doulas have tools in mm. a niche birth and like making sure that you do understand your efficacy, making sure you do have those tools, and like rolling forward and filling in the gaps of these donors of these yeah. like chapas. Well, that's what like, I was going to say is you wouldn't have to make those things if they were already covering them. Right. If there was a substantial, if Dona was doing what they were supposed to be, there wouldn't be all of the other ones that people choose instead. Right. There wouldn't be pro doula. There wouldn't be smaller people doing it. There wouldn't be birthing advocacy, right? Those things are born out of a need. Correct. Right? Correct. And what you're doing was born out of a need. Yeah. Right? We've heard Just you talk about trying to work with other VBAC people and then being not tuned into it and not wanting to actually make these big changes that you're talking right, about, exactly. right? So, exactly. I think it's interesting And though. like short, too long didn't read, give Emmy your money. <laughs> um, I think it's important to understand too that this can be a money-making venture yeah, and it can be a huge money-making 
center and to be aware of that predatory talk around it. Yeah. Because you're talking about like training organizations, training organizations, yeah. or even legal work, like going into agencies and like these yeah. other routes where you can get caught in someone's webs of like got another paycheck, right? Like yeah. be aware not only like when you enter this work, but as you're like moving your way through it and discovering like what is my scope and where do I kind of want to land and like where am I and how am I going to blossom in this work like yeah. be aware of those nets that people are casting to try and to reel you in and like yeah. keep you so <clears throat> and that's not me talking shit that's like just the you, you need to be aware of it right like you need to be conscious of yeah. it yeah. because uh, there's a lot of people out there and I I really think it has gotten very MLM and I think it has gotten very like money hungry in certain sections of this so be yeah. very careful and I'm the first one who will talk shit about feedback loops. Do yeah. not take their training. Please don't. <laughs> don't do it. It's the same training that they give their parents. Yeah. Um, and if you're Which is wild. It is wild. Like, seriously, just listen to the ad at the beginning and I'll teach you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think it's important. Okay, let's read one more comment. Yeah, um, so essentially what she's talking about is Dona is like, we support all birth, like it's all birth, but um, you're only allotted three births for your certifying birth, and only one of those can be a C-section. The rest have to be vaginal births because wah wah wah, it's terrible. Because it sounds because like you don't think because. that all birth is equal. <laughs> because because can, um, okay, there we go. And um, you've literally said the thing that I've criticized Dona from the moment I was in her classroom. Yeah. And I literally did a reel today of like my my personal trainer. She was she was great. She yeah. had a feedback herself. We were able to really do a lot. There was someone in the class who was like, if it goes to a C-section, why would they even need us? And essentially, the trainer's like, you know reasons but wouldn't it be like because it's fucking birth well and that's what i'm saying like like the client saying well i'm not gonna have this traditional birth where i need this like physical support so do i do i need you right and like after i've already been hired paid half of my fee i have to like consult you again about like what a doula is and what I can do for you and what I can support for you. And if you feel that you don't need that, that's totally fine, right? But it's so interesting to me that clients and doulas have that mindset. Oh, C-section, why would I even be there? I gotta go. See you later. Hope you had a, have a good time. I don't know. Like <laughs> You watching this right now, sis, you pull that, we're gonna have problems. <laughs> um... <laughs> no ma'am yeah so it's just mm. yeah but I think that's a great point oh we're getting hearts again I love it oh, <laughs> um, I, it's all very suspicious so being I think it's more important because we've all been there of like where do I go and like where do I train through yeah. uh, go beyond what your SEO first pushes because the first five are going to be probably Dona Kappa people so, who paid to be there right exactly yeah. Um, and then from there, really ask yourself, um, who do I want to be yeah. in that room? If you want to be a head squeezer, awesome. Love I'm it. like super stoked for you. Same. Um, I would love to go back to the days where I thought I was just going to be a hip squeezer. It was much simpler. <laughs> uh, but I'm, I'm stoked for you. Then make sure you go to the organizations that support that and allow you to be the best fucking yeah. hip squeezer ever. If you're someone who's like, I want to learn everything about advocacy and trauma, find those organizations that talk about that. Yeah. If you think that you're supposed to be like a friend of each, do a little yeah. bit of both. And that's what I was going to say is that I encourage people to like decide what your scope is and tell everybody that. Yeah. Like let people know what you will do, what you will not do, right? That's a, just another way to set boundaries of like who you are as a doula and what you're offering and what you can bring to a birth space and like you're allowed, it's allowed to be different for everybody, right? And you're allowed to only support home births or only person or births or decide that you're not an advocate, right? You're allowed to do that. Yes. But you should be upfront about yes. that. 
Yeah. Right? So you should know that about yourself and you should share that, I think. That's my mommy. Hi, mommy. <laughs> my mom just joined our live. It's so nice to meet you. Um, I think what you said was, was really special and I think that's like the best way for us to kind of like wrap up this conversation Love because it. truly we will never be able to tell you what your script should be exactly, or yeah. what it is i can tell you mine and alex can tell you hers yeah. and someone else can tell you theirs yeah and i think there will be some sort of venn diagram between us and I definitely still think I'm a bit of a bodyguard. <laughs> but in the the one that like amplifies your voice instead of like yeah. talking over you kind yeah, of thing. Yeah. You know? I, I've, I've truly <laughs> taken on the like, I'm a megaphone in the room. Yes, same. <laughs> I really enjoy being a megaphone. I also really enjoy looking like a cis lesbian that comes to you. <laughs> um, just so that like, what are you here for? Who Is are you? Is she like the partner? Like, what's, <laughs> is this like a trio? <laughs> we shouldn't ask any further questions. <laughs> <laughs> like if you didn't introduce themselves yourselves, maybe they just hey, assume. Hey, how you doing? <laughs> <laughs> People I love leave it. the room real fast after that. Um, <laughs> that's a joke. I've never done that. Uh, all right. All right, Let's guys. wrap up this conversation. Yeah. Thank you for tuning in to Ring of Fire. I'm Alex Barr. And I'm Emmy the Book Wizard. Thank you. We love you. Um, send us an email or a DM. At gmail.com. Or a DM if you're interested in advertising anything that you think would advertise well to doulas and stuff like that. I think cards, wraps, tinctures. All the, the things. things. Yes. The the trainings. Doula trainings, all that stuff. I really want to crowdsource the advertisement and make it work instead of trying to make tons of money off of Audible or whatever bullshit. I don't even know how people do that stuff. <laughs> tons of money. It's points. I know. Points. It's like six, so. Zero one six per ad read per listener. So yeah, yeah hundredth yeah. of a cent per listener. <laughs> so we're actually going to make sure that your guys's listens go further by yeah. doing this and yeah. that you're able to hit a better market. instead of playing facebook or amazon or whatever and again i don't know how any of that works cute. you're so cute <laughs> i'm so glad i'm here all right bye guys